Hello and welcome to the Cop Table podcast. I'm your host, Peter Phillips. Alongside me tonight is Peter Collis, fresh from his charity football golf tournament victory yesterday at Barham Park in Liverpool. Well done, P. Okay, on tonight's show, representing Hull City, we have David Burns. David is the mid-morning show presenter at BBC Radio Humberside and is also a Hull City commentator. He'll be at the game at Anfield on uh, on Saturday. David is also a former sports editor who has been covering Hull City for many years now, since the days of uh, Teddy Dolan. So, very warm welcome to the show. On the Liverpool side of things tonight, we have Robbie Kong-Green. Rob is a professional darts player who has been going to watch the Reds for over 30 years now. Rob has been a Masters runner-up, a world semi-finalist, Belgian and Scottish Open winner, and also won the Scandinavian Masters. Rob has been, for the past couple of years, playing in the Professional Darts Championship. So, very warm welcome to the show, Rob. Hello, David. So, um, after a good start to the season with Hull City winning their first two games and also being lucky, unlucky against Manchester United to take um, not to take anything from that game, have you been happy with the Hull City's start to the season? I, th- I think everybody in Hull and, and everybody with any affection for for City has been ecstatic, never mind just happy. I mean, yeah. seven points at, at, at this stage has been a terrific return. And the some nice football, uh, they've looked, they've looked com- composed. I know they got um, battered a bit in terms of scoreline on, on Saturday against Arsenal, but that wasn't a, a fair reflection because there was a sending off. But yeah, everybody's ecstatic. Really good start. Yeah, from what I've uh, been reading over the weekend, the scoreline slightly flattered Arsenal by all accounts and Hull managed to stifle them for long periods of the game and also built, built up a lot of momentum themselves. So is that something that you'd agree with there, Bernsey? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I, I, the sending off of Livermore changed the... Com- Arsenal were the better side. Ars- Arsenal looked on form and they were a good side. Uh, and it's tough enough against 11 uh, when Arsenal have got them. So when you're down to 10 men... So the sending off of Livermore coloured the, uh, the, the the whole complexion of the game, really. It was a bit contentious. I, I mean, I was Googling after the game, you know, whether the referee had got it right, because there's this new sort of double jeopardy thing where if you foul somebody in in the box, the ref gives a penalty, they won't autom- automatically send you off. But if it's handball, if the referee thinks it's um, deliberate and thinks you're denying an obvious goal-scoring opportunity it'll be the penalty and you'll still get sent off. And in the referee's opinion, that was the case, that it was deliberate and he was denying a, an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. So, he, you know, by the letter of the law, as the ref saw it, he had to go. But that definitely changed the complexion of the game. I'm not saying City would have won, but it probably wouldn't have been a 4-1 scoreline. Cheers, yeah, that was um, that was a controversial part of the game. But another point we'd like to move on to, uh, Burnsy, is Mike Phelan seems to have the whole supporters on side and, and the clubs are apparently now close to agreeing a, a deal with it, Phelan to stay on as manager for the foreseeable future. So how much of a boost would that be to, to Hull City as a club? Well, if, if I can paint the back first, he's done a terrific job because you've got you've to remember... It's been a chaotic, uh, uh, dare I say, shambolic summer for the club, with Steve Bruce sort of walking out, having had enough of the owners sort of thwarting his attempts to bring players in, and he just reached the end of his tether. Mike Phelan started the season with 13 fit players, with one fit centre-half, and to get sort of seven points 
has been a terrific achievement. And the way he's gone about it, he's been composed, he's been measured, he's been innovative in what he's done in terms of changing a couple of players. The aforementioned Livermore playing at centre-half where he hadn't played before. Klukas coming into midfield. And, and to get seven points, terrific achievement. And everybody, I think, feels it's now right and proper. He gets the job on a permanent basis. Now, whether that is, or he gets the manager's job, now, whether that's to the end of the season on proper manager's money, and then if he keeps them up, he gets a two- or three-year contract, as he would deserve, or whether it's a one-year rolling deal now or whatever, that's between the manager and the owners to, to try and sort out. But in, in, in terms of where he's at, most people think he should be the permanent manager now. Excellent. Cheers, David. So, yeah, um, just moving back on to, to the guy, Sam Klukas. Klu- Apparently, he's had a really good start to the season. He had a, an excellent game against Arsenal. Can you tell, tell us a little bit about him? I love Sam Klukas's football story because um, I've always been a bit a big advocate of saying, look, there are players out there. You don't have to go and punt millions abroad to find a player. There mm. are players playing in the lower reaches of the English game who can do it, who can come all the way through I agree. And, and play at the top level of the game. And I think I think so. he's, he's a great story. He was at Leicester as a kid, didn't make it, or, or they thought he was not going to be good enough ever. Sort of went to, to Spain, uh, not on his holidays. He went to the Glen Hoddle Soccer Academy. Uh, they worked with him, and then he came back, and uh, he's worked his way up, and he's he, he, and he's and, and he's come into City only a season ago. He stepped up from League One Championship. I thought he was excellent last season. Ran out of a bit of steam, and then this season he stepped into the Premier League. And bear in mind, most of the time last season he was playing left side. They've asked him to play as a deep-lying midfielder. And against Arsenal, he was doing that. He was getting challenges in, but he was pinging 60-yard crossfield balls. And he looks the part. He looks as though he was born to play at the level. And the bigger clubs will be having a shifty at him now because um, I've been really impressed with him. He's been excellent. Big success story. And credit to Mike Phelan, who sort of dropped him in there and thought he can do a job. Excellent. Yeah, I don't know too much about him. And uh, to be perfectly honest, I've never I've never seen him play, but uh, I've heard lots of things about him and read a lot. Is he is he a big lad? Is he a good size? Or is he um, is he more of a like a midfield dynamo type? Is he is a smaller type of player? Yeah, he's, he, 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 if there was a strong wind, you'd fear he might bend over a bit in the, in the strong wind. You'll spot him. He's um, he's he's flame haired, which is uh, where I come from, posh for ginger. So you'll, <laughs> you'll 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 spot him on on Saturday at Anfield. He's about. I don't think he's quite six foot. He's quite sort of slim. Uh, he's very mobile. He he does loads of running. He's got a he's got a turn and he's got a trick on him. Uh, he's not scared of a challenge and he's got a pass in him and he's nice awareness. I think the boy's got a real future. I mean, I think ultimately, given the way he started, City might struggle to hang on to him because some of the bigger boys will have a little sniff at him. Yeah, he's definitely going to be um, one that sounds like the scouts are going to be flocking um, up to Hull to see. So moving on to, to Saturday's game, Burnsy, how do you think Hull City are going to approach this game? Do you think they're going to pack the midfield and um, try and try and get a point from Anfield? Or do you think Mike Phelan's going to be actually brave enough to go um, to try and get all three? Well, he'd love all three. Everybody would love all three at Anfield. But you, you've got to be realistic. I don't think he'll do anything different to the way he's set up both home and away this season. Mm. Uh, he's, he's had a back four. He sat Klukas in front of the back four. Then he sat 
Huddleston, the ex-Spurs player, Tom Huddleston, and David Myler, the Republic of Ireland international, sort of ahead of them. He's gone for width on the right with Robert Snodgrass, who's having a wonderful season. Diamandi on the uh, the left-hand side. And then Abel Hernandez, the, the Uruguayan at, at the top of last season, leading scorer at the sort of top of the team. And I don't see that system changing. Whether the personnel changes, you know, a few question marks against Diamandi as to whether he's of the level, not sure. And obviously, he brought in six new signings on deadline day, and they've all had to bide the time. I, for one, wouldn't be bothered if they had to bide the time again uh, in, in this game with Liverpool, because, you know, by and large, seven points from five games suggests you're getting it right and the players are getting it right. But I don't. I, there might be some changes in, person, in personnel, one or two, but I can't see the system changing. And if they could nick a point, that'd be terrific. And me, me and Swanee, my, my summariser, are also to look, looking to nick a few quid off the bookies at Anfield, which we've done before. Some of, some of you may remember a few seasons back, Paul McShane scored the first uh, goal in the game for City. I remember at, it well. Yeah, there was only two people in the ground who had him at 66 to 1, and that was wow. me and Swanee. And oh. that paid the mortgage on. Good stuff. Eh? So, yeah, you're going to have a little... Um... Have a little go again this weekend, are you, Bernsey? I'll have a little. I, I tend to have a little go at Curtis Davis as as just first and last goal scorer because he's he's a bit of a threat from uh, from set pieces. Yeah, yeah. And there's a chance he, he he might nick something. We'll wait and see. Yeah, from um, on a similar line for my tip for uh, any Liverpool fans who, who are going to be listening is um, Joel Matip. I think. Uh, He's, he's proved a threat in the opposition's box once or twice now in in, the, in previous games. He's come close to, to getting on the score sheet. So any Liverpool fans who are listening to us, uh, my little tip out there is Joel Joel Matip for, for first and last scorer on um, on Saturday. So yeah, uh, going back to the to the lineup, Burns. He, obviously Jake Livermore is now going to be suspended. Who's who do you think is going to come in to replace him, like for like well, into I'm the midfield? Livermore, Livermore will miss his suspension at Stoke. Oh, Unless, right, so yeah, yeah. So he'll be fit for the game then, won't he? Yeah. Livermore will, will, will be available, yeah. uh, and I think he'll play. He's, he's done nothing wrong. Though Harry Maguire, who came on uh, against Arsenal, is an actual na- natural centre-half, and he's a big cult hero with the City fans. But I think he'll bring Livermore back in for his experience. Uh, and then it's, a, then it's a, Ryan Mason they brought in for Spurs from 12.5 million quid. He's the record signing. He'll be chomping at the bit to get in. Much of what might happen in, in terms of, of team personnel is who impresses at Stoke in midweek and what sort of impression they make on Mike Phelan, really. That's excellent. OK, dear Bernsey, thanks very much for your for your views on uh, Hull City and uh, taking the time out to record for us once again. So, um, looking back to Friday evening's game, Rob, we played, it seems like a while ago now, Friday, doesn't it? But what did you make of uh, Liverpool's performance against Chelsea on Friday? I think it was a cracking performance, to be fair. We worked really hard. Uh, first half, we were by far the better team. I think they come into it a little bit in the, in the second half, but like Jürgen Klopp said after the game, you don't go to places like Chelsea and dominate for the full 90 minutes, which... I think the, the players ran their socks off, to be fair, especially Lallana. He put himself about everywhere. Yeah, just before you came uh, online with us then, Robert, that, that's the exact point we were talking about. Uh, Adam Lallana, Burns, he was saying from the whole side of things that he, he's been very impressed with Lallana, and Peter was saying the same. 
same sort of things. P, have you got a question for Rob there? I have, yeah. Just a quick one, Rob. Uh, what do you make of Jordan Henderson's performances lately? Because to me, it seems like he's starting to capture that form of two seasons ago. I agree with you, yeah. He, he seems to be settling back in now. I mean, he, to be fair, he was playing whilst injured, wasn't he? He had that yeah. heel problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know myself from playing that injured. It, 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 you're just going through the motions and, you know, although you try your best, you ain't going to be able to give 100%. And I think now he, he, he's looking a lot fitter. Uh, he's getting involved, which, I mean, he did when he was injured, but he's putting himself, uh, uh, again, about all over the pitch a bit more now. I mean, his goal the other night was fantastic, wasn't he? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, one of the best strikes I've seen in, uh, in a long, long time from a Liverpool player especially. I think it'll be a while before he scores another one like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah most, certainly was. Yeah, and, um, so now we're going up against the Hull City on, on Saturday, Rob. It'll be a different type of game to, to the Chelsea one. So do you envisage Klopp making many changes to the start 11? Do you think Firmino will come back in or do you think he'll keep pretty much the same um, start 11? Bearing in mind, we've also got Derby County tomorrow night as well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays a few of the younger lads tomorrow. I don't know what he'll do at the weekend, to be fair. Does he stick with the same or... Tinker with it. Myself, I'd like to. I'd like to see the same. The same side. He seems to be picking a, 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 a side for for the exact game, doesn't he? he? Doesn't seem to be going with it with a set team like you didn't imagine that Firmino will be starting up um, up front yeah, in I mean, in the in the previous uh, fixtures. And yeah, he's a miss when he doesn't start any. But to be fair, we, we we've got enough players now, and we we've got enough quality to be able to leave players out. I mean, Coutinho, he's another one. He came back from Did Brazil, he, didn't he? And he, he was put on the bench um, yeah, for, for the Leicester City fair, game. We, we didn't miss him. You know, we, we didn't miss him. And that, that's a good sign because, you know, over the last few years, when we have left one of our big players out, you know, you can tell that he's not on the pitch. But Yeah, I mean, it, seems, it seems Klopp, yeah, he can mix and match it now, can't he? I know Tony Barrett done a yeah, very good article last week. throughout the squad. Yeah, saying that well, like when Brendan Rodgers was, was the manager, he was... He was making it known that he was saying without Daniel Sturridge in the team, we're going to struggle. Whereas Klopp's now turning around and say, well, if Daniel Sturridge doesn't play, it's up to somebody else to come into that uh, into that role and, and fill it. And it's it's a case of more of a team ethic. Now you're not relying on the one person, and it's just a total different atmosphere around the squad to what Rodgers had. And Klopp's made that Thanks, such a difference. The other night than he's done in the last six months. Especially the the first half, he he was all over the show, wasn't he? He was absolutely. Yeah, he, and the second half, he came out and he, he looked like he couldn't run. He looked like he he got a pair of uh, concrete boots on because his legs had just gone, hadn't he? P. Yeah, yeah. it's going to take him a good few weeks to actually get match fit, isn't it? Well, yeah, this is it, yeah. Speed. I remember I used to play darts with Jan Moby years ago, and he, he used to always say, and this is back then when I mean the players would be having a bevy after the game. And he used to always say, a player won't be match, match fit for at least six weeks because it takes you that to catch up with the speed of the game. And I mean, the game's advanced a hell of a lot more now. So in Jan's case, you know, probably about six months. You're getting them fit quicker. Has come on, but yes, I think I think we're looking good. I'm, I'm quite happy with the team. I was surprised he didn't bring anyone else in before the transfer window, but obviously he he feels he don't need to. And in Klopp we trust, so... Exactly, go on, Pave, you got another one for Rob? Yeah, I was just going to say how impressed have you been with Joel Matip so far? I think he, he's looking really good, he's settled in very quick. 
he seems to be confident on the ball, uh, good in the air, and gives you that presence in the box as well, in the other box, you know, when he's coming off the corners and that. He's a big lad. It's not just oh, your you know, off the corners as well. Once or twice now, I know against Burnley and against Chelsea, he's made a run, he's, he's laid the ball out wide, and he's continued his run in open play, hasn't he, into the box, and... It's just like, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen nice that since Alan Anson, well. have we? Good sensible balls, you know, at a good pace rather than just, you know, wellying it towards a player where they've got to try and control it. Yeah, he so looks he, like he's got a really good head on his shoulders. Yeah, he, he looks confident on the ball and I think we need that. We, we haven't had that for a while, have we? Certainly haven't. OK, back over to you then, Bernsia. How do you see um, Mike Phelan and Hull City approaching this game? Do you think it's going to be um, a case of... Uh, Flooding the midfield and uh, playing with one up top. I, I, I'll answer that in a middle. I, I, in a minute, I, I'm glad Rob's uh, Rob's turned up. I was slightly worried as soon as I mentioned that I was the Hull City official supporters club uh, Southern Branch Darts champion. He thought, "Oh, that's too much for me. That's one. That's one trophy I've not won." <laughs> but anyway, you need to get your hands on that one, Rob. Yeah, it's a big I, one, I, Rob. I've, actually, uh, I've played in Hull quite a few times. For, uh, I've played in the World Masters up that way. I remember qualifying for my first TV tournament in Hull as well. Um, and that was right right by the football stadium. Some little social club there. Back yes. back when the PDC used to play tournaments in pubs and clubs. So, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, well, quite well, a lucky place for me, to be next, fair. Spot on. Yeah. Next time you're in Hull, give us a shout. Yeah. That place near the, um, the cheese, is it? The Hull Cheese or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Pub there in town. Get yourself in there. Actually, a fella come into a some pub, and we were all looking at each other, going, "What's that smell?" Next minute, this fella pulls out a crab out of this bag. A load that he had. He's walking around with a bag of dead crabs, and he pulls out a crab and starts dancing with it. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen that before. (laughs) This Uh, is unreal. Yeah, strange place. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Going back to the question, Bernsey, Mike. uh, Mike feeling on his tactics towards the uh, the game on uh, on Saturday. How's he going to approach this? Well, he, he, he's not changed much so far. In fact, uh, the team against Arsenal—that's the fifth straight time he's played the same same team this season. And I think that's the first time in the Premier League since 0809 uh, when Aston Villa—you remember them? They used to be a Premier League side. Uh, had yeah. were unchanged for the first five of a Premier League season. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure he'll change it round too much. Midweek game at Stoke, and he got six new signings on deadline day or in and around deadline day, and they'll all play uh, against Stoke. So maybe for the first time he might do a little bit of tweaking in terms of personnel. Though I would probably have to say the players that have been in the team deserve to keep the place. But he'll he'll play a, a he'll play a back four, then he'll sit Klukas in front of the back four. Uh, and then Huddleston Myler, though Ryan Mason, the record signing who's come in from Spurs, might take one of their places. They'll play ahead. Then Rob Snodgrass will play uh, right side. He's been fantastic. Got seven goals in seven appearances for Hull and Scotland this season. So he'll play right side. Diamandi, the Norwegian, under a bit of pressure for his place on the left-hand side. Not sure whether he'll get in. And we might, and I think we'll see Hernandez, last season's leading scorer of the Uruguayan up top. But I would say Diamandi's probably under pressure for his place. Maybe one of uh, Huddleston and Myler. And maybe the keeper, Jakubovic, that brought in Marshall for 
three and a half million quid from Cardiff, the Scottish international. Yeah. I don't know whether he might get a run out. But tactically, I think that's how he'll go. Yeah, apparently he's made a good start to the season as well, the, uh, the goalkeeper by all accounts. Yeah, he's, he's played very... We, we always felt in the commentary box that he, he had a clangor in him. And he's taken a long while uh, to convince us. But in fairness to the lad, now he's sort of had a chance to be number one for five games. He's done all right. The first goal against Arsenal I would put down to an error from him. He's pushed it out centrally where he should have pushed it right. And the goal came from that. But other than that, he's almost been immaculate this season. But I think Marshall coming in will put real pressure on him. And depending how it goes at Stoke, we might see a change. But I, I don't think anybody would be unhappy if Jakubowicz stays in goal. Excellent. Cheers for that, Bernsey. OK, then, Rob. David, what we're going yep. to do now, we're going to head over to our, our quiz part of the show. Five questions each. The winner will get their song played. If you listen back on the uh, Wanted to be an Edited, you'll hear your little song go in there. So, five questions each. Liverpool's the home team, so we'll start off with Rob going first. So, Peter, you've got the questions for Rob, haven't you? And I've got the ones for Bernsey. So, you, do you want to go ahead first then, Pete? Yep, right. Rob, your first question is... In all competitions this season, who has scored the most goals for Liverpool? Is it Adam Lallana, Phil Coutinho or Roberto Firmino? Firmino. Good answer, mate. It is Firmino 3 and Coutinho and Lallana both with 2. That's 1-0 to Rob. OK, your first question, Bernsey, is... Last season, who scored the most goals in the league for Hull City from? Robert Snodgrass... Sam Klukas, Sam Klukas, sorry, or Jake Livermore? My lawyers would ask uh, me to say at this stage, Burnsy's rubbish at quizzes, and we take no responsibility for his performance here. So you, 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 you're giving me... Uh, I'll go Klukas. Well, you're not that bad. That, that was correct. Yeah. Sam Klukas, six goals. Robert Snodgrass, four. Jake Livermore, four. Right then, Robbie, here's your second question. Which international side does Dayan Lovren represent? Nah, I can't remember. No. You want to pass? Do you you want to have a go with it, Bainsey? I'll go Slovenia. No, it's actually Croatia. Croatian, so it's still one to it's still one apiece. Bernsey's second question on uh, along similar lines: Which international team does Mohamed Diami represent? Uh, oh, just gone to Newcastle. Uh, I'm gonna go Senegal. They, uh, Bernsey, you're not too bad at all at these questions. You need to get rid of that lawyer. Two one. I always need a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, right Pete. Third Rob. question for Rob. Rob, third question. From which club did Liverpool sign Joel Matip from on a free transfer? Um, Do you want to have a guess at it, Rob? I want to say that means, but that, that was the keeper, wasn't it? Loris Carriers, yeah. wasn't Dortmund. Um, do you know, I've spent that much time in Germany. I've got all sorts of cities running through my head. <laughs> I've been over there the last three weeks. 
Okay, do you want to pass on that one as well then, Rob? We'll move on to... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Bernsey's third question. Not to worry. Okay. From which club did Hull City sign Sam Klukas? Uh, Sam Klukas came from Chesterfield. Very good answer. £1.3 million signer from Chesterfield. That's 3-1. Okay, next question for Rob. Right then, Rob, who made the most appearance la- most appearances sorry, last season as captain from Jordan Anderson, Lucas Lever and James Milner? Milner. Good answer, mate. Yeah, Milner 16, Lucas 5, Anderson 15. We get it back to 2-2. Two, two. Okay, uh, sorry, 3-2 that is. Uh, yeah, he's going to go chalking off goals there. <laughs> <laughs> Dodgy I'll referee. I'll be Stewart's inquiry. Correct. Okay then, uh, Bernsey, 15-16 season again. Who started oh. the most league games for Hull City from? Tom Huddlestone, Hernandez, or Robertson? Oh, I'll go for Hernandez. It's actually Robertson with 52, Hernandez was 46, oh. and Huddlestone oh. was also 46. Oh, so Failed. Rob, you need to stay. Uh, you need to get this one to stay in the game. Right then, Rob, here's your final question. Last no pressure, season- Rob. <laughs> Last season, who started the most Premier League games out of Adam Lallana, Emre Chan, and Nathaniel Klein? Klein. It's another good answer, that. Klein, 33. Chan, 28. Lallana, 23. Pressure's right. on, Bernsey. Bernsey. Yeah, the, this is it. It's three apiece, and he's, uh, he's got his fifth penalty, shall we say. Right. Another one from the 15-16 season for you, Bernsey. Who played right. the most games as captain for Hull City from? Curtis Davis, Jake Livermore, or Michael Dawson? I'll go for Michael Dawson. And you would be correct to say that 25 appearances as captain, Davis 16 and Livermore 11. So well done to Bernsey for winning the the quiz show, quiz part of the show tonight, Bernsey. Unlucky Rob. Yeah. Never won a quiz in my life. Well, we're going to have to get some sort of trophy sorted out for you, aren't we, Bernsey? This is a... this is a statement to be made. I, 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 I know, think it was Schalke, won he? I know. I'm, 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 I'm it, ringing it an open top. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ringing an open top bus tour company now for a, a parade <laughs> round Hull at the weekend in an open top bus. Gonna say this one goes around <laughs> Liverpool of a weekend. You could jump on that. <laughs> <laughs> just don't have no trophies on it. <laughs> just, just, just drive around Liverpool city centre with your whole whole city shirt above your head. I'm sure that'll go down well. Yeah, that like a lead balloon. <laughs> okay, lads. Um, just before we go, what we do on the on the, the cop table podcast each, each week is we play a, an unsigned band or an unsigned solo artist. This week um, we've got a band called The Everglows. They've been in touch with us on Twitter this week. Little piece about themselves that they've sent in to me. The Everglows are Andy Smith on guitar and vocals, Ray Broderick on the drums, and Steve Perkins on the bass. The Everglows are a powerful three-piece band from East London, taking influences from 
the 60s sounds of mod, garage and psychedelia, as well as a new wave of Britpop. We can create catchy songs with a retro vibe, being together since 2014 and being played on over 45 different radio stations, including seven live radio sessions. So, the song I'm going to play for you tonight is called She's a Mystery by The Everglows. So thanks very much, Rob, and thanks very much, Bernsey, for coming on to the Cop Table podcast to preview the whole city game at Anfield this weekend. Much appreciated, lads. You're welcome, Thank mate. Thank you. Good luck for the rest of the season, apart from Saturday. Cheers, yeah. Bernsey, mate. Yeah, Bernsey, enjoy your, uh, your trip down to Liverpool at the weekend, and Rob, best of luck on the, uh, the darts that's coming up for you this week, pal. Oh, hopefully do all right, and then I can have the weekend off and go to match. Fingers crossed, mate, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Okay, so that's the Cop Table podcast preview of the whole City game. We'll be back next week to preview the Swansea City game, myself and Peter. So thanks to everybody for listening and good night.